Welcome to the new season of EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. I'm Prudence Robertson. I feel as strongly today as I did then. Capitol Hill battle. Senate Democrats continue their push for voting rights legislation after Senator Joe Manchin opposed the Build Back Better Act. We speak to Republican Senator Mike Braun about the exclusion of pro-life provisions from the Build Back Better package, and he tells us what we can expect from the Senate when it comes to pro-life legislation. In-person restriction lifted. The Food and Drug Administration will now allow women to receive the abortion pill via mail. Texas State Representative Stephanie Click, a former nurse, joins us to discuss the risks women will go through during a chemical abortion and why she opposes the decision. Defending life publicly. NFL player Jacob Hollister shares his stance on life and why he decided to team up with live action for the My Cause My Cleats charity event. President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats used the one-year anniversary of the January 6th riot to push forward their long-stalled voting rights legislation. Due to the filibuster's 60-vote threshold, Democrats simply have not received enough support for these proposed measures. The legislation is expected to create national election standards, which would override state-level GOP laws and allow the Justice Department to police election laws in states with a history of discrimination. Senate Republicans are against the bill and have called the move by Democrats a, quote, partisan power grab. One of the deciding votes is Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who has said he will not support lowering the filibuster's 60-vote threshold. Manchin has received a lot of praise by pro-life advocates in the last month for his opposition to President Biden's Build Back Better plan. In a statement released in December, Marjorie Dannenfelser, president of the Susan B. Anthony List, said, quote, We commend Senator Manchin for standing strong this entire year to protect unborn children and keep American taxpayer money away from the radical abortion lobby. He's right. He would not be able to explain to West Virginians, some of the most pro-life people in our country, a vote that would have expanded gruesome, painful abortions and forced his constituents to pay for it. His courage has saved countless lives and it has not gone unnoticed. Joining us now is Senator Mike Braun of Indiana. He is a member of the U.S. Senate Appropriations Committee, the Senate Budget Committee, and the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee on Capitol Hill. Senator, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, it's good to be on, Prudence. Let's get started. Pro-life advocates have praised Senator Joe Manchin for his opposition to the Build Back Better bill, which would have funded abortions with taxpayer dollars in pro-life states. We know the package is on the back burner right now, but why the big push on this from Democrats over the past few months? You know, I think that uh, when it comes to what the Democrats have been interested in from the get-go, it's spending tons of money on a variety of things, uh, most of which we're borrowing from our kids and our grandkids. And anything that would have occurred in that package, of course, would have been without the Hyde Amendment. So uh, it was going to run into uh, some headwinds because you still have maybe two or three Democrats that uh, will step forward on the sanctity of life. And uh, Senator Casey from Pennsylvania, I want to uh, mention him. He generally is there. And uh, Joe Manchin. 
It also says how critically close we are. Think if there were another two or three Democrats, you wouldn't have the firewall of one or two that can hold everything up. That's why it is so important in the 2022 midterms that we get the House back so that we can put a tourniquet on all of this nonsense and get the Senate back so we can start impacting nominations and make sure that uh, in our caucus, where the sanctity of life uh, is way up there as a priority, uh, we can keep legislation like Build Back Better that would be without the Hyatt Amendment protections from never hitting the Senate floor. Mm. EWTN News Nightly's Capitol Hill reporter Eric Rosales spoke to Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell about pro-life provisions being left out of the Build Back Better Act. Let's take a listen to his response. Basic traditional riders, no poison pills, and parity for defense and non-defense. To the extent that the Democrats are willing to meet those conditions, then I would think we'd have a chance of getting an omnibus appropriation February the 18th. Now, McConnell has been vocal about his opposition to the Build Back Better Act and continues to support the Hyde Amendment and its riders. Do you agree with Senator McConnell's actions on this issue so far? You know, I think he's uh, making those points simply because when you're in the minority like we are, uh, it's sad that you can do only that. Uh, we have no ability to really derail any of this. Uh, the only derailment, the only stopping of any of this craziness is dependent upon a couple Democrats. So I think uh, Leader McConnell is simply pointing out where our priorities would be, what they will be once we regain the Senate, uh, take back the House. And I think we need to be clear about that because on our side, we run into maybe a vote or two when it comes to pro-life that uh, we don't always have every member of our caucus on it. But uh, it never hurts to reemphasize what we're about, uh, the sanctity of life, uh, has always been important to Republicans. We got to make sure that we never let it fall to the wayside to where we don't discuss it, lay out what's at stake. It's so good to know that we have strong pro-life Republicans in the Senate. Senate Democrats are now pushing for voting rights legislation, Senator Braun. Some Republicans say it's not about new voting laws, but instead about silencing voters. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's clear here that this is a reaction uh, to the fact that the Build Back Better agenda, the spending spree got thwarted, and now they're coming back to uh, voting rights uh, with two bills, actually. We're waiting really right now to see when those votes are go going to occur. Looks like it would be at the earliest tomorrow, maybe sometime over the weekend. But uh, this is something where, think about pre-COVID. I want to point this out all the time. There was no clamor. There was no discussion about voting issues. That all was precipitated by uh, election laws that were changed in many of these swing states that were done to accommodate voting through COVID. Now that they want to normalize and homogenize across the country, and by the way, the Constitution 
clearly says that's a domain of the state. So not only is it not constitutional, it's trying to take something that was done on kind of a provisional basis due to COVID, then normalize it, and then homogenize it through federal law across the country. Uh, that's not going to happen. That's a bad business plan. And uh, again, though, we're down to just two Democrats, maybe one or two others. Mark Kelly in Arizona, John Tester in Montana have both said among those actually saying something, many others may be thinking it. And to be honest, I think the Democrats know they're going to lose this. I think Schumer's being forced to bring it to a floor vote mm. due to the progressive left flank that he has to deal with, along with maybe being primaried next time he runs for Senate. The Democrats seem very extreme on this issue. We're glad that pro-life senators are holding the line. Uh, we have about 30 seconds left, Senator Braun. Going forward, what can we expect from the Senate when it comes to pro-life legislation? Well, you're going to have uh, many of us here that will keep introducing bills, but I want to point this out. Uh, I was here just a month or so, and the Born Alive bill, Ben Sass, uh, that was my first uh, sitting on the floor listening to who would possibly object to that. And of course that was Senator Murray from Washington. Mm. And that motivated me to make my first floor speech because it was such a dear subject. That shows you how big an issue it is to them. Uh, that's why we've got to be out there in any way that we can. And let's hope the Supreme Court does its job this May or June, returns that whole issue back to the states. Yes, let's hope and pray for that. Senator Mike Braun of Indiana, thank you. You're welcome. Joining us now is Marilyn Musgrave, Vice President of Government Affairs at the Susan B. Anthony List. Marilyn, thanks so much for joining us. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you. Let's jump right in. What's your reaction to what we saw last month with Republicans in the Senate successfully blocking the Build Back Better package from being signed into law without pro-life protections? Well, great news, uh, and, and it's hard to believe that Democrats, pro-abortion pro Democrats, would do away with over 40 years of tradition in opposing taxpayer funding of abortions. They're radical, but the good news is the Republicans, those pro-life Republicans, are standing strong together. We have to be vigilant, but good news so far. Mm, indeed. And Marilyn, what are the specific pro-life concerns with Build Back Better? We know that it doesn't include the Hyde Amendment, but what else is going on there? Well, when we say it doesn't include the Hyde Amendment, that means without those Hyde protections that billions, with a B, billions of dollars are available for direct and indirect funding of abortion, mm -hmm. and those are taxpayer dollars. And we also know in the bill language, if abortion funding is not explicitly barred, we can assume that it's included. And then look out pro-life states, because under this new health care program they're proposing, even in pro-life states that have opted out of abortion funding, the federal government, with our tax dollars, would be funding abortion. Mm, completely outrageous. 
Uh, Marilyn, as your former colleague, I was privileged to travel with you to West Virginia at the beginning of last year on the Thank You Mansion tour. Could you explain to our viewers why it has been such a priority for the Susan B. Anthony list throughout all of last year to encourage him to stand for life in Washington, D.C.? I know that SBA list spent over $1 million on this effort by the end of, it, at the, end of the year. Well, we did, and what a privilege it was to be with you. But when you think of Joe Manchin, Senator Manchin is from a very pro-life state. His constituents do not support taxpayer funding of abortion. And when you think of him and the 50-50 split in the United States Senate, his vote is critical. Mm -hmm. Without his support, Build Back Better, other anti-life bills will not pass. And when you think of what Joe Manchin has done, standing up to his party, Prudence, standing up to the president, his courage is amazing, and his courage has saved lives. Mm -hmm. That's how serious this is. Yes. And we wanted him to know for sure that the pro-life community supports him, and we're very grateful. He really has bucked the extremism of his party in a way that I've never seen before. No. Very and he fantastic. lasted a whole year. Remember the doubters when we started? Right, He's right. He's remained courageous. Yes. One more question, Marilyn. The BBB reconciliation package is on the back burner for now, but Senator Schumer seems like he has every intention to push it through. So what's next for the pro-life movement on Capitol Hill? Well, we have to be vigilant every day we're working, and, and right now they're trying to pivot. The pro-life, uh, pro-abortion Democrats are pivoting to a federal takeover of elections mm -hmm. and getting rid of the filibuster. Mm -hmm. Neither of those things have proven to be popular or successful, but that's on their agenda right now. Mm -hmm. And the longer we drag out this fight, Prudence, the more we can show how extreme they are and how out of touch they are. That's great. Marilyn Musgrave, Vice President for Government Affairs at the Susan B. Anthony List. Thank you. Thank you. The Food and Drug Administration will now allow women to receive abortion pills by mail without having to consult a doctor in person. Women will now be able to get the prescription via an online consultation and receive the pills through the mail. The FDA dropped a 20-year-old rule citing a supposed scientific review, which supports wider access to abortion. This decision is expected to lead to legal challenges by pro-life states. Joining us now is Texas State Representative Stephanie Click. A former nurse with over 35 years of experience, she currently sits on the House Committee on Human Services and serves on the Texas Supreme Court's Children's Commission. Representative Click, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Can you please explain to our viewers why it is crucial for states like Texas to take action in restricting these dangerous chemical abortion drugs? It is very important. Uh, in our state, sonograms are required before procedures can be done. And that's very important with chemical abortion bills to make sure that uh, someone is not beyond the safe dates uh, to do a procedure. Mm. And as a former nurse, can you speak to the risks that women undergo during a chemical abortion? Uh, hemorrhage, uh, they may not have a completed process where they have retained parts uh, that they ultimately have to have a surgical procedure done. Uh, hemorrhage is in, an infection or huge problems with this procedure. Mm. And I know that over 20 women have died after taking chemical abortion pills. Very tragic. Uh, 
Representative Click, if the Supreme Court issues a favorable ruling in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case later this year, we could soon be a nation with less brick-and-mortar abortion facilities. Will this make chemical abortions by mail the next frontier for the abortion industry? Absolutely. Uh, and when we passed our heartbeat bill in Texas, we know that they were using, uh, plan to use mail-order abortions as a workaround to a uh, to get around the bill that we passed. Mm -hmm. And the question at the center of the Dobbs case is whether or not representatives like you should have the freedom to pass laws that reflect the will of the people that you represent. We know that consensus on abortion is different across the country, but where do Texans stand on protecting unborn life? You did mention that you have a heartbeat law, which has already saved thousands of lives in your state. It, it has. Texas is a pro-life state. Uh, the district that I represent is strongly pro-life. Hmm. Well, Texas State Representative Stephanie Click, thank you so much for your leadership on life and for coming on the show today. Thank you. Coming up, Irish authorities say they are preparing to offer free contraception to women under 25. I speak out next. Plus, the Jacksonville Jaguars tight end joins us to discuss his stance on life and how he plans to continue using his platform to defend the unborn. Welcome back to EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. I'm Prudence Robertson. France expands its free contraception plan to women 25 and under in an effort to support pro-abortion advocates and, quote, alleviate any financial burdens. The expansion took effect the first of this month. French authorities have cited a decline in the use of contraception due to financial hardships. The country already offers all contraceptive methods free of charge to minors under 18. The Irish government is planning to follow suit and offer free contraception to women between the ages of 17 and 25. In 1968, Pope Paul VI reaffirmed church teaching on contraception in his encyclical Humanae Vitae, which called these methods, quote, intrinsically wrong. The church clearly states that contraceptive methods are against our teachings and infringe on the first principles of the human and Christian doctrine of marriage. We do not support these pro-abortion efforts by French and Irish authorities, as they will lead to the killing of innocent lives. Let's pray for the conversions of French and Irish government leaders so that they might begin work to help expectant mothers and their unborn babies by facilitating the help and guidance they need. NFL player Jacob Hollister chooses pro-life organization Live Action as his charity of choice for the My Cause, My Cleats charity event. I don't think that the baby's life is any more important than the mother's, and I don't think that the mother's life is any more important than the baby's, and the same goes with myself. The only difference in this being that the baby just doesn't have a voice or a choice in this. The Florida Jacksonville Jaguars tight end says both mother and baby deserve equal protection. His decision to publicly defend life through the My Cause, My Cleats charity event came after the Supreme Court heard oral arguments last month in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. Hollister says his goal in life is to love people first and love people well. 
Joining us now to talk more about his pro-life stance is Jacksonville Jaguars tight end Jacob Hollister. Jacob, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, let's get started. You stood up for life in December's My Cause, My Cleats charity event. Could you tell us what inspired you to make this bold move and support Live Action's pro-life cause? Yeah, I think uh, my friend Sarah Kim, who, who works over with Live Action, um, talked to me a couple months about being involved. Um, and then when this, you know, when when My Cause, My Cleats came around this year, it was really a time for a couple weeks there where I was trying to decide what to do. Uh, and then, you know, this being my fifth year in the league, it was something that um, I just felt like I wanted to do something that was, I, I wouldn't say risky, but just something that I was actually really passionate about mm. because you only have a certain amount of, of years in the league. Um, it's, it's usually a really short window for guys, and I want to make sure that the time that I do have in the league is just um, the most impactful that it possibly can be. And so that's why I chose to do a live action, something that I'm, I'm very passionate about. So wonderful. Now, have you always been pro-life? What, what makes this choice personal for you? I have, yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Um, and so, you know, the biggest reason for that being that I believe that any baby that is conceived is, is just a beautiful creation. And I think that um, I've had even experience in my own family with, um, with women who have had abortions. Right. And to see, that's why even in my, in my video, you know, when I'm talking about I, I love the baby as much as I love the mother and I have the same amount of empathy for both because I've seen even in my own family um, women who have just been devastated with a decision that they made um, and to be able to see to see them cry and, and feel the way that they feel and it just makes me want to love on them even more um, while also the light that 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 baby that was conceived is is a human just like me and you and, and, des and deserves the same rights and, and voice that we do. So true. Now, Jacob, some of your fans may have opposing views on life. Did you ever think twice about your decision to support live action publicly for that reason? I didn't. No, I never, um, I was never worried about the backlash or anything like that. Um, you know, honestly, uh, when I look at my life, you know, Jesus was, was the most misunderstood person ever walked the earth and he was completely okay with that and so really um with that being you know the goal to be more and more like that it was something that I wanted to make sure that people felt love for me and, and nothing but love and when it came to how somebody reacted to that to me uh, even when people have reached out in anger and sent me you know nasty messages and stuff like that yeah. I really have nothing to say um when it comes to anger back to that because I completely understand that um, their lens is just completely different than mine, and that's completely okay. Mm. It doesn't mean that I agree with what they think, but but for them to um, come at me with a negative point of view is, you know, I, I understand that. Like, I, I feel for them, and I, and I understand that really they're trying to do the right thing, and they feel a certain way. Mm. Amen. We just have a couple seconds left. Going forward, how will you continue to defend life with your platform? I think the biggest thing is, is just being vocal about it when it comes to um, what I found even in this is I had way more support from people messaging me than I did negative comments. Mm. And I feel like it's our job as people uh, who believe in, who are pro-life to, to stand up for that. And we need to make sure that we're vocal in that and not stand back in fear and really just be vocal and, and stand together. And 
rather than you know being afraid of being condemned about it. Mm. Well, God bless you for your courage. Jacob Hollister, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank you. Thank you so much. That does it for this edition of EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. I'm Prudence Robertson. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on social media at EWTN Pro-Life on all social media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there. You can also send us a message by emailing prolifeweekly at EWTN.com. We love to hear from you. Remember, life is a gift. Your life is a gift. God bless.